Thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic educator, and practitioner, and your host. At the beginning of each new zodiac season, I offer these audio horoscopes for your sun, rising, and moon signs. If you'd prefer to read rather than listen, you can find written transcripts in my virtual membership community. When you become a member, you'll also get access to my written seasonal overviews and an audio-video library of astrologically-themed embodiment practices and meditations. If you enjoy what you hear today and would like to support this work, please make sure to follow and subscribe and leave a great review. Your donations and memberships sustain these ongoing offerings. Follow the link in the show notes or go to embodiedastrology.com to make a one-time or recurring donation or to learn more about the different levels of Embodied Astrology membership. Hello, Sagittarius. Welcome to Libra season. I'm looking at your chart for this season and I feel excited. I feel a wide open sky. That's the image that I have is a wide open sky in a place where there's not light pollution and you can actually see the Milky Way and have a sense of how vast creation could be. Um, I remember a time that I was in a place like that, looking up at the sky and thinking about how fast the planet was spinning and just felt amazed that somehow I was staying on the earth and that I wasn't flung out into space because space is so vast. And tuning in with your chart, I am feeling how vast potential is and also how incredibly strong gravity is. (laughs) And there's this sense in your chart of the dreams of what it could be and this feeling of expansion that's so close you can taste it and it's like, whoa, this could be so big or like you can feel this possibility. But then like what are the gazillion and 50 things you have to do in order to make that possibility happen? And by the time you do the gazillion 50 things, like the possibility is going to be different. And so (laughs) there is this, this weird kind of tension in your chart right now between what is material and practical and of the earth and takes time and what is conceptual and possible and of the dream and could happen honestly in a second if all of the circumstances were right. So Libra season begins with this feeling in your chart of vastness and my feeling is that you are trying to figure out how to get there and the the word that's coming to me is how do you resource it? So you want to go somewhere, you want to do something, you got big ideas, big dreams, and this needs resource. What kinds of resource do we need? Do we need time? Do we need money? Do we need the right people? Do we need presence? Do we need knowledge or learning that we might not have yet? Um, What will fund 
this expansion that you are trying to get to. Now, there's a sense of necessary caution in the first week or so of Libra season that feels important to underscore because this is a period of time that has a lot of really quick, mo uh, quick moving, impulsive energy to it. And I think in your chart, it feels like you have a lot of ideas about how to work towards what it is that you're trying to work towards. You might be on the phone with like 30 different people at the same time and you're like this way, that way, come on, let's go. And that energy is great and it is motivating and it's generative and it also requires caution. And the caution that this week really needs from you is the caution that you don't know how things are going to turn out yet. And you want to be um, communicating and putting plans in place and making adjustments in ways that allow for things to change and really allow for some kind of collective or communal or group process to happen. And here we're going to get into the undercurrent of Libra season, which is really about you and... What I'm going to say is your ego. Everybody's got an ego. I know I have a big fat ego. And sometimes my ego is like, Renee, you're so awesome. And you know a whole lot of things. And other times my ego is like, Renee, you're a piece of shit and you don't deserve anything. Right. And it's like our egos do that. Our ego selves are full of all kinds of ideas about who we are and who we should be. And we at least everybody that I know, uh, has some ego wounds, right? Like we live in a world, in a time that has been so deeply shaped by wounded egos in like very major ways. And so how could we not internalize wounded ego attitudes and behaviors? And if you've found embodied astrology, you, like me, might be a person who has invested uh, your time and energy and money in like mind-body therapies and really trying to work on yourself and um, you still have an ego, right? Like you, you still have one and you need one as long as you're going to be in a human body. Like you need a sense of self, you need um, self-confidence, you need self-esteem and you need a delusional sense of self. And the delusional sense of self that you need is that you exist as an individual human being. And that is delusional, not because uh, the existence part, but the individual part. You are a being, but you are full of a lot of beings, right? You are full of your parents and your family or your caregivers and your culture and you are full of the uh, books that you have read and you are full of the podcasts that you listen to and you are full of your friends and you are full of who knows what like you're full of a lot of different voices and some of these voices have been giving you misinformation <laughs> I don't know how many misinformed voices you have in your head I know that I'm always like oh my gosh, there's a lot of misinformation rattling around in there. And the particular kind of misinformation that we want to be on the lookout right now is misinformation about who you have to be for other people. 
That kind of misinformation, we want to we want to weed it out. We want to do some fact checking and course correction. Now, the the ego work that it feels like you want to do right now is noticing where you are doing or being or trying to do and be what you think other people want. And we can include all kinds of other people in the scenario right now. And we should definitely, first and foremost, include authority figures. Now, a lot of people have parents, biological parents, not everybody does, but if you didn't have, uh, if you didn't grow up with um, your biological family, I'm sure that you had some kind of early authority figures. And so think about your parents or think about early authority figures right now and what they told you about what kind of person you needed to be, especially to get attention and especially to be celebrated or to feel like you were a quote unquote, like good person. And goodness here can mean a lot of things, but basically it means worthy of love, right? Like worthy of attention and affection and adoration. What did you have to do in order to get that? Now, a lot of fire sign identified people are people who had to be exceptional in some kind of way. And they're people who have a kind of energy or charisma that received some kind of noticing or applause, and they learned to cultivate that energy and charisma. They learned to be independent or productive or creative or intuitive or charismatic in some kind of way. And a lot of fire sign people also have the ego wounds of that, which are often that it's hard to just be chill and humble and not special. Now, I'm not saying that that's you. So if you don't resonate, you know, let it go. Take what works, leave the rest. But if there's anything in there that resonates for you about like an ego wound that has to do with performance or performativity or like, I got to be the best that I can be, you know, and not let other people down or I got to show someone or I have to excel or maybe you're not even saying I have to, maybe it's like, well, this is what I do do. Right. And, and then when, when other people don't give you that kind of applause that you're looking for or attention, or it doesn't go well, then you feel bad about yourself or something like that. Again, take what works, leave the rest. All I'm saying is that it feels like some ego stuff is coming up and that this is a major undercurrent for Libra season. And a big piece of your homework and curriculum for the next year and a half or so through mm, the first couple months of 2025. I am referring to eclipses coming in. We've got um, eclipses starting in Libra and Aries seasons. We've had one already this year in Aries season. And over the course of the next year and a half, uh, these eclipses will be the sequence that we are working with. And in 2023, we're between sequences. We're finishing up a sequence of eclipse that started in November of 2021. And we're beginning this new series of eclipses that will take us till March of 2025. And as we move into October, we are getting into eclipse season. And this eclipse in Aries in the solar fifth house for Sagittarius is coming up on October 14th. And from about the beginning of the second week of October, the eighth or ninth or so, um, themes are going to get really big around eclipse energy. And eclipse eclipses or any 
kind of thing happening in Aries in the Sagittarius chart is coming into a place that very much has to do with ego. It has to do with a sense of self, with self-actualization, with the feeling that you are a being that is deserving of attention and adoration. And this is a place in the chart that deeply, deeply resonates with your child self and the inner child part of you that needed, absolutely needed attention and adoration. Now, kids are cute, right? Good thing, <laughs> because they need attention and adoration to survive. But adults are distracted and traumatized, and the world is a distracting and traumatizing place. And kids don't always get what they need for various reasons. And you may be a person who had a childhood in which you did not get the attention or the adoration that you needed all the time. And you might also be a person who received attention and adoration for ways of being that are not your full self. Big surprise there, right? You're a human being on earth. It's, it's weird here. So you've got some healing opportunities coming up with these eclipses. And for me, the way that I'm reading them in your chart, it is about how do you give yourself the kind of soothing and attention that you need so that you can work the most skillfully and gracefully with others. And there's a feeling here of both needing to um, repattern ways that you might be seeking applause or people pleasing or doing things because you think that that's what other people want or need. And also uh, needing to repattern how you collaborate with other people because you want to be collaborating with them, working together with others. This is a big theme in your chart. I'm going to talk more about it in just a minute. But you want to be working with people in ways that are really deeply um, respectful and dignified and equal. And there is a lot of growth opportunity and potential in your chart right now when it comes to how you can be in your life and in community and in your body and in your work and in your sense of purpose more joyfully, more completely when relationships are supportive for you and when you feel really held and uh, grounded in your relationships and that there's a strong and trustworthy foundation. So how do you continue to evolve and cultivate these kinds of wonderful, nourishing, life-giving, stable, supportive relationships? Especially if you're a person like me, like a lot of people out there who may have experienced um, relationships that, you know, were destabilizing or depleting or maybe even dangerous or destructive. Part of the work right now is about tuning in with your little selves, with the parts of you that are between the ages of three and nine. Put up pictures or draw pictures if you don't have them now 
Make a little altar for your child self and ask your inner children. You can have multiple. They can be multiple ages. Um, ask them, what do they need in order to feel excited and capable of playing with others? You want to play. My feeling is that you have a lot of energy for play and you want your life to feel exciting. And I think maybe your life is exciting and it's like, woo, let's feel more excited and let's play. Let's make things together. Let's, let's lie out under the stars and let's go there, right? Like we can, we can make the dream together. There's this, this feeling of potentiality that is a longing in your chart, especially when it comes to friends, especially when it comes to communities that you're working with or collaborations that you're involved with, or maybe just one other special person who holds a dream with you. And in order to get there, to get to the place that you're trying to get, you have to be an exceptional collaborator. And the next couple of decades of your life into the 2040s, if human beings can keep ourselves alive on earth that long, uh, are all about collaboration. They're all about community and connection and networking and building um, networks of uh, companionship in some way, somehow in, in the Sagittarius charts. You have to be an exceptional collaborator right now. And when it comes to um, this, this need to really shine in this place, here we want to look at the idea of shining, the idea of performing, and where you bringing yourself to the space of other people, to those relationships, want to receive attention and love and applause and acceptance and a sense of belonging and how you're going to get that for yourself. And my feeling is that there's something in the tending to your inner body and the ways that you might naturally or, or conditionally like seek attention and, uh, try and show yourself or not show yourself or make way for other people or whatever it is you've got the point at this point that is going to actually really boost your game and it's going to help you connect with other people and it's going to help you really feel solid in these connections so that you can do the things that you want to do and this this uh, eclipse coming up on the 14th of October is a big eclipse and a couple of days following the eclipse uh, I'll say as the moon moves towards Sagittarius where it will be on the 18th of October and we've got a whole bunch of stuff happening uh, during those days um, lots of opportunities are coming in for you then and it feels like your friendships, your connections, your collaborations, your networks, your groups want to go somewhere. And ideally, it's, it's expansive for you. And it feels evolutionary. And it feels like it is picking up the threads of where you really want to grow and where your biggest strengths and offerings are. And my hope for you is that you can play. 
and really enjoy this sense of playfulness and that the feeling of playfulness that you're looking for is like a partner dance or maybe like a group dance and you have to be ready to move forwards in certain moments and be the leader and then you have to be really ready to step back and hold the circle and let other people lead and it feels like you want to be um, very generous in the exchange of energy with others and really give yourself to the group process. And that means that sometimes you have to be ready to shine. You have to be courageous. You have to be willing to take up space. You have to open up your voice, offer your brilliance, be creative, uh, etc. And in other moments, you have to be there with like a thousand and ten percent enthusiasm for somebody else's leadership, and you are going to be a cheerleader. If you enjoy my reading style and want to dive deeper into an embodied experience with astrology, join me every Monday on Zoom for Somatic Space, a weekly class where we work with current astrological seasons, planetary transits, and lunar cycles through embodiment practices, guided visualization, and meditation. Every session includes an astrology overview and tips for observing your own chart placements in the week ahead. The practices I offer are designed to give you body-based mindfulness support right on time with what's current in the energetic weather patterns. These classes are offered by donation and available by recording if you can't attend live. If you sign up for a sliding scale somatic space membership, you'll also get access to my ongoing virtual conversation Q&A and resource sharing space. Follow the link in the show notes or head to embodiedastrology.com to learn more. Embodied Astrology has so much going on, and podcasts and horoscopes are just the surface. We also offer a variety of transformative, exploratory workshops with a range of brilliant and diverse teachers who weave together integration and synthesis of astrology with arts, activism, healing, and more. We host a monthly conversation and astrology tea time sharing space, chart reading support groups, and have several study groups where members practice applying astrology towards specific areas in their lived experience, such as chronic illness or parenting. Our membership offerings are all sliding scale, and we offer additional scholarships for those who need them. Keep in touch by signing up for the Embodied Astrology newsletter, following and subscribing to the podcast on your favorite listening platforms, and following us on Instagram at Embodied Astrology. Your donations and memberships sustain this work, and we are so grateful for your support. Find more information about our membership options or support the continuation of this work with a one-time or recurring donation from the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. My question for you, for Libra season in general, is what makes it hard for you to play? What made it hard for you when you were three years old, four years old, five, six, seven, eight, nine? Where are the wounds when it comes to groups of friends and neighbors and networks? What are the memories that resound in you around feeling a sense of belonging or feeling that you don't belong? Are there violences that you have experienced in relationship to groups? Can you attend to those violences? Can you work uh, to heal the parts of yourself that have kind of become calloused with mistrust or have pushed forward in defiance and kind of hid the wounded parts of you away? 
this is an excellent time for you to connect with like-minded beings and communities of support. It's also an amazing time for you to open your networks and connect with new and different kinds of people in new and different kinds of ways. But these kinds of connections really require you to be there with your heart and your authenticity and really deep self-love. And deep self-love allows us to listen exquisitely to one another, to be supportive allies and friends and each other's cheerleaders. We need to love ourselves to love one another. And deep self-love also allows us to feel courageous and confident and take the lead. And it looks to me like your life is asking you for all of that. The last thing I'm going to say has to do with, again, this kind of more wounded pattern. Um, and the term that's coming up for me is overcompensation. Um, when we are working with our wounded egos, we're often working with overcompensation patterns. Um, sometimes we're undercompensating, right? Like sometimes it's like, why even bother? Why even try? I'm not even going to even uh, whatever, you know, apathy. Um, or, or it might be like, there's a deep feeling of insecurity or inadequacy or fear or something. And then it's like we, we find ourselves compensating. And the flip side of that when it comes to relationships and judgment of other people might be um, the feeling that other people aren't giving enough or they're giving the wrong thing and there's judgment there. And it's like, I want this from you, not that from you. And why can't you be better at this or like that or something along those lines. So this is a, um, you know, this is a feeling that for me is really resonating very deeply in kind of a collective space right now in your chart where it feels like you might be interfacing um, with people in a lot of different ways and you don't know what people are coming with. There's a lot that's underneath the surface and we only experience a very small fraction of available consciousness consciously, right? We're kind of taking in information at any given moment in all kinds of different directions and our minds can only process so much. And so when we receive information in the space of relationship that does something in our bodies that our minds don't process, oftentimes we end up kind of just acting things out and it is unconscious the way that we're behaving. And there's a feeling for me, especially um, in the last half of October, moving into November, that you can do a lot of work repatterning around compensatory patterns, whether they're over or under compensating and also in relationship where you might be uh, enacting a pattern that hooks into somebody else's under or over compensation or, or maybe into your own projections around that. But I wanna invite you to pay attention in yourself around your overcompensation patterns. Um, you're a fire sign, you're a human being, I'm sure you have them. And this is a feeling of like when you get kind of amped up or ramped up and my sense is, is that like your heart rate goes up and your energy body moves more into the front space, your belly, your chest, your throat, your head, maybe even up and out of your body. And you're, you're thinking a lot about like, okay, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. And, I, and it, there's a feeling of like 
you need to do things, right? You need to do things in order to get X, Y, and Z. You need to get things done. You need da, 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 da. There's a provingness quality to this. I really want to ask you to be sensitive to that in yourself and also sensitive to that if you feel it towards other people where you're like impatient with them or judging them or you're like, why can't you just da, da, da. Even if you're not speaking that out loud, if you feel that in your body, take deep breaths and imagine that you are standing underneath a waterfall and the most perfect temperature of water is cascading down from your head over your back and shoulders all the way into the ground and you're kind of floating in the water and you're just going to chill. If those patterns come up, you're just going to chill. And if the opposite pattern comes up and you're like, why even bother? Oh my God, I'm just going to fail and nobody ever likes me and this just sucks or bleh, like whatever, you know, your version of the opposite is. Or if you're feeling that towards other people and you're like, oh my God, like, why are they like that? You know, if that's the case, then my invitation for you is to imagine or even do this for yourself, like hold a hand at your back and give yourself some support. Just feel that there is support there. There is support for you and rest into it. And if you're feeling like other people just really are disappointing, if it's at all possible for you in that moment to reach for some compassion, remember that they're a human being and you don't actually know what's going on for them, but in your attitude and in your energy, you could give them a hand. Just hold a hand behind their back. That doesn't mean you need to fix their problems or do their work for them, but you could just be steady in your own self and hold the kind of support that just simply acknowledges that life is hard and it's messy and you don't know what's going on for folks. All right, Sagittarius. I'm going to leave it there for now. I'm wishing you all the best in Libra season and beyond. Thanks for listening to your Embodied Astrology reading for the season ahead. I hope you enjoyed it and will find it supportive. For more information on upcoming astrology, make sure to check out my seasonal overview, included in all Embodied Astrology memberships and our monthly newsletter. You might also be interested in my 2023 Year Ahead readings. These readings give a big picture of the main themes, opportunities, and challenges in 2023, specific for your sun, rising, and moon signs. My year ahead readings are now discounted by 50%. Find more information in the show notes or in the horoscope section at embodiedastrology.com. This work would not exist without a team. Ash Good is our website manager. Alicia Maji is our community coordinator. Ariana Sears-Putowski prepares and edits transcripts of these readings. Joe Stewart is our office coordinator. And Vera Lumi composed and created this gorgeous background music. Vera just released a new EP linked in our show notes. Thank you for listening. Wishing you all the best in the season ahead.
Oh, oh, oh.